Good morning, Orlando. Friday morning at 6 here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Welcome aboard for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, a House vote on the health care bill is expected today. And a bill would protect religious expression in Florida schools. We'll have the details in one minute. We'll try to sort it all out on this uh, Healthcare bill drama. It's next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Friday morning. It's 6.01 on News Radio 1025. House Republicans could be rolling the dice today with a scheduled vote on their health care overhaul. The high stakes gamble comes as President Trump says he's finished negotiating with GOP holdouts and determined to pursue the rest of his agenda, win or lose. Leaders abruptly postponed a vote yesterday because a rebellion by conservatives and moderates would have doomed the measure. I got to tell you, all week long, I've been making predictions on where this is going next. Been wrong every time. I'm out of the prediction business. I'll tell you what we know, and we'll talk about it, and we'll take calls here in a moment from folks on how they're feeling and how they want this drama to ultimately play out, Deb. It's coming up. Okay, this news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. In the meantime, the U.S. Senate is repealing a set of FCC rules that puts limits on the selling and sharing of customer data by Internet service providers. Mm. Senate lawmakers on Thursday approved a joint resolution that would prevent the FCC privacy rules from going into effect. But that's not all. The resolution also prevents the FCC from ever enacting similar rules. The resolution now goes to the House. Boy, I'm going to have to take a closer look at that one. That I, concerns me. I would love to know that because when I when I saw that alert come across my phone yesterday, yeah. first thing I thought was, "What? Yeah, we we need more customer you know privacy FCC rules. Exactly. You know, there's all this talk about the robocalls people yeah. are getting. So. I understand about deregulation and Absolutely. you know and getting the government out of your life, but also uh, we need privacy protections because personal privacy in this country is just all but evaporated before our eyes in recent years. And if it's my information, your information, we should be able to determine if someone else can sell that. There you go. And make money off of it. Overseas, London's top anti-terror officer says authorities have added to the tally of detainees in the wake of the Westminster attack with two more quote-unquote significant arrests. Nine people are now in custody and one is out on bail. The attacker, identified as Khalid Massoud, drove his car into crowds of people on Westminster Bridge on Wednesday, literally driving on the sidewalk, killing three and wounding some 50 others before stabbing a police officer to death at Parliament. He was shot dead. Florida House members have passed a bill that would give individuals injured by an act of terrorism the right to sue for damages. The House unanimously approved the measure on Thursday. It would allow victims of terrorist attacks, such as the Pulse nightclub massacre, to recover damages of at least $1,000 and attorney's fees. Current law only allows victims of specific criminal activity to do so, and many acts of terrorism don't fall under that legal umbrella. Uh, Representative James Fisher, who's sponsoring the bill, said he wants to make uh, every single civil remedy available to victims of such crimes. An identical bill in the Senate has been advanced to its last committee before heading to the full floor. Another business in Tallahassee contending there has been a chilling effect on religion. The Florida Senate passed a bill that says school districts may not discriminate against any student, parent or school employee because they shared their religious viewpoint. A similar bill is moving in the House. Backers of the legislation contend it would send a message to school districts that have gone too far in restricting free speech. 
The measure would allow students to display jewelry like a cross or wear clothing that conveys a religious viewpoint. Senate President Joe Negron has agreed the bill would also allow followers of Islam to wear hijabs in school. And we've been following this here. It's great to see our lawmakers uh, going to bat for increasing religious freedom here in the Sunshine State in our school systems. I think there's nothing wrong with it at all. I don't think it's a violation of so-called separation of church and state or anything. I, I think... This is a good thing. We've been following it. Thanks for the update, Deb. You got it, bud. In local education news, Orange County is adding more than a dozen public schools next year. Thirteen schools, in fact, will open in the fall for Orlando area students. The growth in construction is due to the region's rapidly growing student population, which Orange County Public School figures show growing at an annual clip of 5,000 students in recent years. The district plans to add another two dozen schools by the end of the decade. And finally, the Rock community is mourning yet another loss. You recognize this, bud? That's Boston. Yes, it is. And our very own super producer, Mike Yaffe, who's an excellent drummer. He's great. Of course, as soon as I started playing the song, he was like, oh, yeah, I know who this is. And he probably knows who John Sib Hashian is, the former drummer for Boston. He passed away on the Legends of Rock Cruise on Wednesday. He was only 67. A cause of death hasn't been released yet, but his son says he collapsed on stage. Oh, my goodness. For anyone who is a Boston fan, remembers it from high school or college, Hashian played on Boston's first two albums. Boy, I'll tell you, that is a loss. It is. And I don't know. Much too soon. I don't know if it's because the closer you get to 67, it looks a lot younger. But that's really young. (laughs) Yeah, I can promise you that what you just said is true. (laughs) WFLA News Time 607. Uh, Get the details, but more importantly, get your tickets. Don't wait. We're expecting this to sell out very, very soon. To blow in smoke with John Morgan and Bud Hedinger as the two uh, Central Florida notables debate the topics of the day next Thursday evening uh, at Corona Cigar Company, downtown Orlando. You're going to want to uh, check out all the information. Like I said, we're going to be doing some more talking about the event coming up later on this yeah, morning. Yes, it's a great debate. Liberal attorney John Morgan from the left, the Bud Man from the right, Deb right in the middle as a moderator mm-hmm. and uh, working the audience and taking questions. Um, <laughs> it's going to be exciting. By the way, John Morgan is scheduled to be right with me with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. We've reserved a great big chair on the far left of the 50,000-watt front porch. He'll be here at 740 this morning, and we're going to talk about blowing smoke. All right, until then, go to 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 1025, this is Good Morning Orlando. Thank you, Deb. The Deb Meister, the Bud Man, Yaffe at the controls, Bryce screening, 407 916 5400. We're talking about this health care bill. It's been stalled out, no vote. Vote promised for today. President is. Uh, said he's done negotiating. There's a whole lot more to share with you this morning. Um, I, I will tell you, um, well, I hate to predict because I'm wrong all the time on this. You can't tell what's going to happen five minutes from now on this. But I but I will give you a sense of, um, of how I think this is going to play out. And uh, I'd like to know what you think. What do you want done here? We've got some new polling on this and the new CBO report on the revised health care bill. Um, and the polling is bad, and the CBO report indicates things are worse now. Do you want this to pass, or do you want it 
to go down to defeat, not be voted on at all, move on from here, Mr. President, and do something other than health care because Congress can't get their act together on the Republican side? Let's talk about it. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Here from the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We're into the health care debate and the bill. The very latest I'll tell you in a moment from Washington. And uh, that in Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Taking your input on the phones and the text line on this drama surrounding efforts to pass this health care bill in Washington. They never did take the um, the vote yesterday, and the reason they didn't take the vote is because they don't have enough votes to get it through, okay? Um, a vote is scheduled for later today. More on the schedule and, and some of the changes that have been made uh, that do not seem to have satisfied enough of the Freedom Caucus conservatives uh, to get this thing through. And uh, President Trump He's starting to sing another tune, so that is coming up. Anything on the text line this morning? I know it's early, Yaffe. Uh Yes, uh, one person, no pressure but on this, but one person says, you better wipe the floor, mop the floor with John Morgan Ooh. at this upcoming debate. <laughs> because if he runs for governor, all those liberals will definitely vote him in. So it's going to be... It's it, pretty much wow, if so you wins the list. firewall, huh? Yeah, I'm the firewall. Yeah. If you don't do well enough, he's going to win. It's going to be all your fault. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't, I, you know what, I, I don't want to hurt him, okay? I know John, John and I get Aww. along well. We don't agree on anything politically, which is why I think the blow and smoke debate's going to be great and something you don't want to miss. Uh, get your tickets right now, tickets only at 1025wfla.com. I don't want to hurt him. I just want to convince him and bring him over from the dark side, yeah, no. the left side. You're, you're gonna, he's not going to do that. You're just going to have to shut him down. Well, we'll have to see. But anyway, <laughs> it's coming up um, next Thursday night downtown at the uh, Corona Cigar Company. You're going to want to be there. It's a very classy place. You know, kick back, have a cigar, have a beverage of your choice, and uh, and catch the great debate left and right. John Morgan, Bud Hedinger, Deborah Roberts, the moderator, and she won't even give me any of the questions. It's a deep, dark secret. Uh, anyway, the health care bill situation, I can tell you this, in the uh, House of Representatives, the Rules Committee convenes this morning at 7, 45 minutes or so from now, and um, and then the whole House convenes at 9 o'clock. You know, they're going to have some debate, and a vote on the GOP health bill with the changes in place should take place, they say, by late in the afternoon the last word we had from anybody of importance on this, any of the key power players, was this late last night from House Speaker Paul Ryan. For seven and a half years, we have been promising the American people that we will repeal and replace this broken law because it's collapsing and it's failing families. And tomorrow we're proceeding. Tomorrow we proceed. He didn't say tomorrow we vote. Isn't that interesting? And what about President Trump? Um, it looks like he is ready to move on to tax reform, infrastructure, etc. if this thing goes down in flames. There's word coming out of the White House uh, that the president, who has talked in, in, uh, in, in this regard before about the fact that the easiest thing in the world would be to walk away from Obamacare because it's too tough, but it's not the best thing for the country. He may be changing his tune, but speaking of that tune, here was the president not long ago. And I tell Tom Price, and I tell Paul Ryan, I tell every one of them, I say the best thing you can do politically is wait a year because it's going to blow itself off the map. But that's the wrong thing to do for the country. 
It's the wrong thing to do for our citizens. And last night, Trump's um, budget manager, Mick Mulvaney, said, President's done negotiating. He worked with the Freedom Caucus yesterday with the moderates, etc., and he can't pry enough of these no votes loose to get this thing through, at least the way it stands now. It looks like they might be eight or ten votes short of getting this thing done. Um, and, and, and he wants it done. He wants it passed. But maybe the best thing for him politically would be let Obamacare fully implode, and then the political climate changes, and people will come screaming to him and to the Republican leadership in Congress, say, my God, you got to do something, and you got to do it now. So it just may be that moving on is, um, you know, is is what what should happen here. I can tell you that if you look at the latest CBO scoring of the revised health care bill, and if you look at the latest Quinnipiac poll, which I have in my hands and will share with you in a moment, uh, you're thinking that uh, passing this thing may not be the right thing to do. What do you think? 407 916 400. I'll tell you what I think is going to happen, but keep in mind I've been wrong every single time. You just cannot keep up with this, with what's going on even hour to hour, but we're doing our best for you. 407 916 text line 23680. You look at the polling on this, um, this health care bill, and everybody wants something done about Obamacare, and a lot of people favor repeal and replacement, but they don't like what the Republicans have come up with. According to Quinnipiac, American voters disapprove of the Republican health care plan, 56 to 17 percent, 26 percent undecided. Wow. And they're asked this question. If their U.S. senator or member of Congress votes to replace Obamacare with the Republican health care plan, 46 percent of voters say they'll be less likely to vote for that person next time around. 19 percent say they'll be more likely 29% say it will not matter. Um, the Congressional Budget Office, nonpartisan, has uh, scored the uh, latest uh, health care bill with the changes in place, and they have concluded, believe it or not, the score is worse, that this would add billions of dollars to the bill's cost without increasing the number of people with insurance or reducing premiums. Ouch. You know, one thing I can say about President Trump, he says he's done negotiating. He'll move on to something else. Maybe the best thing for him to do, and I can tell you this, I don't believe, no matter what CNN or MSNBC or all the rest of the lefties who are trying to destroy this president say on the air, and I watch it incessantly, I'm watching everything that everybody's talking about, Yaffe, I don't believe Donald Trump will take a big hit on this thing politically. He'll be able to say, I was the newcomer, I was committed to this, but this cannot be done without Congress. You guys in Congress, some of you have been there the whole way through the Obamacare nightmare for the last seven years, and you haven't come up with anything and been able to get your act together and coalesce around some kind of a concept to replace this horrible law. And uh, he's the he's the new guy on the block. I don't think he's going to take a big hit on it. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Here is the problem, though. I think the Republicans could take a big hit on it. The Republicans in Congress. Oh, I agree with that, Mike. So, oh, yes. So if Trump lets this implode, like he says, and people want to come back two years and say, we got to do something to fix this, it might be the Democrats coming back to him. And he'll have to deal with Democrats, and they're going to want more socialized medicine. And this could be a real problem in a couple of years. Yeah, they're going to want to take it to the left to single payer, which I think has always been the end game for the left. Yeah, it has. It has. So if Trump thinks, oh, I can just wait a couple of years, well, in a couple of years he might be dealing with a Democrat Congress, and that just makes things even worse. Tell you what, in our our 7 o'clock hour, we're coming back on this. Be with me for some shocking news about some of what what the conservatives, the Freedom Caucus and some others, 
want changed in this bill, which I think, frankly, as conservative as I am, is absolute political suicide. Absolute political suicide. And we'll talk about it in our 7 o'clock hour. Don't miss it. News update now at the bottom of the hour with my partner and co-host Deborah Roberts checking things out from the WFLA newsroom. Deb? Thank you, bud. Words like showdown and make or break aptly characterize the hoped-for House vote today on the Republican health care overhaul bill, which has been beset by a rebellion from both moderates and conservatives. President Trump claims he's finished negoti- negotiating with GOP holdouts, saying if the bill doesn't pass, President Obama's Affordable Care Act will remain in force. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Florida House votes to pull the plug on red light cameras. Representative Brian Avila said says they were supposed to make the roads safer, but it didn't happen that way. Maybe it might have been well-intentioned when it was authorized in 2010. It simply turned out to be just simply another financial burden on residents and a mechanism for many local jurisdictions to generate revenue. Yeah, there are nearly 700 cameras set up in 60 Florida cities, which bring in about $62 million a year in revenue for the state and millions more for local governments. The search for a missing cruise ship passenger near Cuba is called off. The U.S. Coast Guard yesterday suspended its search for 23-year-old Brandon Paul, who fell off the Carnival Victory Wednesday near Pinar del Rio. Federal officials were joined by Cuban authorities for a 16-hour search. A Key Biscayne high-rise construction worker, however, is safe after getting rescued from a scaffolding accident. The City of Miami Fire Rescue assisted Key Biscayne police yesterday in helping a man dangling from the 12th floor of a work site yesterday at Grand Bay Drive. That man was guided down to the ground by rescuers and taken to Jackson Memorial Hospital for observation. Big game tonight, and that means big wagers. Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker and his Florida counterpart are making a friendly wager on tonight's Sweet 16 game. Walker is betting Ellsworth Cooperative Creamery cheese curds and Haribo Gold Bear gummy candy that the eighth-seeded Wisconsin Badgers will beat fourth-seeded Florida at Madison Square Garden. Walker announced yesterday that German candy maker Haribo plans to build its first North American factory in southeastern Wisconsin. Florida Governor Rick Scott is wagering some Kermit's Key West Lime Pie for a Gators win. The Badgers are in their fourth straight regional semifinal. Florida is making its fifth straight Sweet 16 appearance, but it's over a seven-year span. Walker has declared today as Badger Red Day throughout Wisconsin. And in other sports news, the Magic welcome former coach Stan Van Gundy in his return to Orlando. Van Gundy leads the slumping Pistons against the Magic tonight at the Amway Center. Detroit has lost five of six. WFLA News Time, 635. I'm Deborah Roberts, News Radio 1025 WFLA. Get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. Thanks, Deb. You mentioned the big Gator game in a Sweet 16, the NCAA's March Madness. We will have the pregame tonight starting at 925 on WFLA. Tip-off will be just after 10. It's going to be fantastic. Going to be staying up late for that one. And you're up early this morning, as always. Those of you who can't wait for Gina Cervetti to join us with the daily Bloomberg Business Report. Well, here she is live from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. Good Friday morning, Gina. Bud, good Friday morning to you. Is all that snow melted up there now? Oh, I wish it was. No? I wish it was gone, but no, because we've had some very, very bitter cold days this wow. week. It was uh, it was disappointing, but uh, I think the temperature is going to rise a little bit this weekend, so 
Some of it's gone. Let's see if we can get all of it to go away. Good deal. I wish you well <laughs> in that regard. Enough is enough. Okay, let's talk about um, the way the uh, the markets are being impacted uh, by this uh, uh, uncertainty over what's going to happen with a health care vote. Apparently, it's mm-hmm. having an impact, right? Well, Wall Street is watching, but as the nation's capital uh, uh, looks to the House, GOP leaders hurtling toward a vote today on that health care bill without knowing for sure if they have enough support to pass it. We're seeing the stock futures indicating a higher open this morning. Uh, if the measure is blocked, it would be a setback casting doubt on the ability of President Donald Trump and House Speaker Ryan to deliver on their agenda, including a sweeping tax overhaul and that big infrastructure package. And these are a couple of things mm-hmm. that are being watched very closely by investors. So yesterday, when it it looked like there was going to be a vote. We saw more activity earlier in the day with Wall Street, but when it was over and we found out the vote was delayed, it ended up being a little change to lower close. We had the S&P down about a couple of points or a tenth of a percent to 23.46. And what's this about a warning from the Ford Motor Company this morning, Gina? Yeah, Ford is flashing a profit warning to investors, bud, that it's tough to keep the profits rolling in with a slowing market while it's also trying to reinvent the company for the autonomous age. Profit may fall by half in the first quarter, and that's a bigger drop than analysts predicted as Ford ratchets back production and spends more to create self-driving cars and electric vehicles that the company says is going to drive its future. But uh, investors didn't react too much to this news yesterday. The shares were only slightly lower. You've got a story also this morning that will be important to an awful lot of folks here in Florida, you know, where where just so many have to deal with uh, skin cancer because of all the sunshine they spend uh, so many years out in. There's apparently a new drug that's going to be available, right? Yes, and it's very expensive. Uh, Pfizer and Merck's uh, pricey new cancer drug. It's uh, an immunotherapy drug. It's won approval from U.S. regulators for patients with a rare form of skin cancer. The treatment is called Bavenzio. It was approved for patients with metastatic Merkel cell carcinoma. Now, the National Cancer Institute says that this aggressive form of cancer affects 1,600 new patients a year in the U.S. Pfizer says the price tag is about $156,000 a year. Uh, The company says that does not include any discounts that are applied. And another story of particular interest to Floridians, uh, Disney's CEO. You've got uh, news on the future of Bob Iger. What's uh, What's the plan now? Well, we know who's going to be running Disney for the time being. CEO Bob Iger, who's been with the company for more than a decade, has agreed to a contract extension that will keep him atop the world's largest entertainment company until July of 2019. The 66-year-old's annual salary will stay the same. He gets $5 million for agreeing to the new deal, though, and also a three-year consulting contract after he retires, paying him $2 million a year for the first two years and a million for the final one. Not too bad. I'm actually surprised, though, given just how enormous the Disney empire is, that he doesn't make more than that. That's really quite <laughs> interesting, you know? How about that? Very interesting, as always, Gina. And before you go, there's a there's a trend uh, in, the, uh, in the wine industry right now. Something going on with champagne sales. That's right, but give me just a second here, and I'll uh, bring what, that what one up. What are you going to do, take I'm... a sip? <laughs> no, oh. Break you know what? It's, it's Friday. It's Friday. Uh, hold on just a second. I lost track of that story. So Gina I gave me a headline here because she sends me some stuff down the line to kind of set yeah. things up here. And it says, Americans drinking a lot of champagne. Well, Maybe that's they, all we need to know. How's that? Yeah, I apologize. But Don't apologize. Tell you what. Let me, no, hold, hold on a second. Wait, I want to give you this news because this is important I'm news for the weekend, right? I'm giving you 20 seconds. Go ahead. 
All right, I got it right in front of me, <laughs> complete with a chart, but we won't use that on the radio. How's that? Yeah, it's hard to see. Last year, 22 million bottles of champagne arrived on U.S. shores. That is an increase of 6.3% from the prior year, and that's the fourth straight increase. This is according to data released from the Champagne Bureau USA. The U.S. is the highest value market for the French product, with sales at about $582 million. And, Bud, as you know, champagne comes from champagne. It doesn't come from any place else. So sparkling wine is not the same thing. How about that? Interesting stuff. And by the way, I, I totally relate to what it's like not to have before you information <laughs> on the next thing you're going to talk about. I'm it's an sorry about that. It's a nightmare. Oh, you know, been it's, it's been a long week. So <laughs> yeah. what can I say? Maybe I need to find a glass of bubbly myself at this point. Yeah, you go celebrate the fact that it's going to be the weekend after you're done today. Thank you, Gina, very much. Have a good Saturday right, and Sunday. Bye. We'll catch you Monday, okay? You too. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Good deal. All right. What horrible attack, uh, radicalism. Islamic terrorist attack in London, right? Well chronicled this week. Man, the Brits just do not get it, or at least they will not admit to the reality of the threat they face. Uh, um, we're going to get into that in a moment. And there is a key player there uh, who, who realizes what's going on in the UK, and, and ha- there's a message in it for us, and you don't want to miss this. It is coming right up. We'll have that and Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So we had a terrorist attack in the heart of London by this guy, British-born, converted to Islam, became radicalized. They suspect online Khalid Massoud, age 52, a career criminal with a history of violent knife crime, and he was formerly known as Adrian Elms. Um, and And I'm listening to the aftermath of all of this and the horrible dimension to this about the Utah man uh, Kurt Cochran, age 54, who was just mowed down and killed on that bridge with his wife beside him as they were celebrating their 25th anniversary in London. And she's fighting for her life now with very serious injuries. Mm. And then I'm, I'm listening to the new prime minister, Theresa May, and all the key players over in Britain. They continue to deny the reality of the fact that they've got a big problem with a growing militant Muslim population. They've opened the door to immigration and multiculturalism, you know, and the fact of the matter is an awful lot of people coming in from the Islamic faith will not assimilate and do not mix well with the rest of the population, there or anywhere else in the Western world. But Theresa May, the prime minister, was saying, it's wrong to describe this as Islamic terrorism. It is Islamist terrorism. It is a perversion of a great faith. Islamism. Now, that, that, when, I mean, please stop with the semantics and the nitpicking for crying out loud. Islamist, Islamic, give me a break. You've got a problem with radical Islam right in the heart of your city and right in the heart of your country for crying out loud, Madam Prime Minister. And then there's the Muslim, the Muslim mayor of London saying that terror is just part and parcel of living in a large city. Oh, really? And then you got a member of parliament saying, well, the religion of the attacker is completely irrelevant. It's more relevant than anything else that's out there. They are completely in denial at their own peril over there, and there's a Brit who knows it. And this is a guy I really have come to admire, Nigel Farage. I want you to listen to him here. He's the driving force behind the successful Brexit vote with a message to the U.S. about the dangers of multiculturalism and open immigration that has been a disaster in the U.K. by any measure. 
the need to more fully, thoroughly vet people coming into America, and yes, especially Muslims, because of the reality that there are terrorists among Muslim populations. He also supports President Trump's efforts in this area and denounces those who oppose the president. Here's Nigel Farage. When Donald Trump tries to make America safer, when Donald Trump tries to make sure that these scenes that we've had in Paris and Brussels and Berlin and now London aren't repeated in America, we get people on Fifth Avenue and behind me in Westminster out on the streets protesting. Absolutely right. I mean, he's an ally of President Trump because Trump is right on this issue. And here is Nigel Farage on the lesson America needs to learn from the Brits. Be desperately careful about who you let into your country. And yes, I know the vast majority, 80% plus, you know, of Muslims living in Britain, according to our surveys, want to be integrated and respect our way of life. And the last thing we need to do is to alienate them. But you can't have open-door immigration and not bring in terrorism. And that is the bottom line. Nigel Farage on the money, as he almost always seems to be. Great message for all of us, don't you think? 407 916 5400, our text line 23680, if you want to react and join the conversation. We may have a smoking gun revealed today by the NSA that will show the Obama administration, in fact, spied, spied on the Trump transition team. The latest on this unfolding drama and a potentially explosive story. Coming right up, along with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Have an update for you right now. Remember um, earlier this week when the uh, head of the um, House Intelligence Committee, Republican representative from California, Devin Nunes, all of a sudden showed up at the White House. He had told the president that he had sources that he would not identify that indicated that Trump may have been onto something when he accused President Obama of um, spying on him, right? Although maybe not a personal Obama spying on Trump deal but something like it, and he said there's more to come on this. Let me tell you what the um, chief Washington correspondent of Fox News, James Rosen, who I think is is one of the best they've got, uh, has written at foxnews.com. I'll share excerpts on this. Headline, potential smoking gun showing Obama administration spied on Trump team, source says. Republican congressional investigators expect a potential smoking gun establishing that the Obama administration spied on the Trump transition team and possibly on the president-elect himself and that this will be produced to the House Intelligence Committee today in all likelihood. The intelligence is said to leave no doubt the Obama administration in its closing days was using the cover of legitimate surveillance on foreign targets to spy on President-elect Trump. Yaffe, this is exactly what you and I said yesterday. We smelled a rat that, you know, there's legitimate legal um, surveillance that goes on all the time, you know, of foreign officials, okay? But that they they got approval of this from the FISA court, and they went and they did this, but what they were really after but never owned up to is, what's going on with the Trump team? What's happening there? What are they planning? What's the strategy? That's the rat you and I smelled. We talked about it here yesterday. Yeah, it's a tricky strategy, and it's still going to be very hard to prove that that was Obama's intention. So it's it's I'm interested to see what happens. But yeah, they kept Trump associate names and all the intelligence reports. Yeah, why would they do that? You're not supposed to unless they have ulterior motives. Exactly right. But but as Rosen writes, according to sources talking to Fox News. 
that the Obama administration was using the cover of legitimate surveillance on foreign targets to spy on the president-elect and the Trump team right around the election. Now, according to Rosen, the key to that conclusion is the unmasking of selected U.S. persons whose names appeared in the intelligence, as you were saying, adding that the paper trail leaves no other plausible purpose for the unmasking of the identities of these people in the Trump uh, team other than to damage the incoming Trump administration. And finally, in the Rosen piece, the FBI has not been responsive to the House Intelligence Committee's request for documents, but the NSA, the National Security Agency, has been and is expected to produce documents to the committee by today. The NSA document production is expected to produce more intelligence than Nunes has so far seen or described, including what one source described as a potential smoking gun establishing the spying. Would that not be sweet? Yeah, that would be very interesting. You know, Nunes, he brought a lot of information to us, but one thing he brought to us as well is that all the, what he found had nothing to do with Russia. So they were spying on him. That was the whole reason they gave initially, that they were spying right. on Russia. But what he found had nothing to do with Russia. So why are they spying and why are they keeping Trump associate names on these intelligence reports? It seems fishy. Smell a rat here. I think it's potentially explosive. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, th- this is potentially an enormous story that could explode today. So watch for it. We gave you first word here this morning. Unfortunately, the mainstream media will cover for for them somehow. It will be difficult, but they'll cover for them. They're going to have to work hard, you know, yeah. to uh, to downplay this one if it's what the potential seems to be. So stay with us uh, on that. And uh, you know here in the 50,000-watt front porch, we're going to be all over that kind of story, and we're going to tell it to you straight. Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. We're glad you're with us for the latest on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning a House vote on the health care bill is expected today, and the Florida Senate approves the Whiskey and Wheaties bill. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. We've got a fresh angle on this uh, health care bill drama, and we need to talk about this, and we will next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Friday morning at 7.03 on News Radio 1025. No more talk. It's time to vote. That was President Donald Trump's message to GOP lawmakers last night following a day of proposed changing and negotiating over the Republican plan to replace Obamacare. At a nighttime Capitol meeting, top White House officials told the lawmakers that Trump had decided that time for talk was over. And Trump is suggesting that if the GOP health plan doesn't pass today, He's ready to move on to other things. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. We're going to hear from Speaker Ryan and from the president here in a moment. And um, the stumbling block continues to be they can't bring enough of the Freedom Caucus conservatives over who are unhappy. But uh, there are some of the demands from the Freedom Caucus. And largely, I support their conservative agenda. But not with this. Not some of the things they're asking for. I think some of the things they're asking for are absolute political suicide. And I'll make the case here in a moment. And not only that, they're saying that if they do what is necessary to bring the Freedom Caucus on board, they could get more of your uh, middle road moderate Republicans to flee away from those changes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, some of those other things the president may be moving on to is uh, senior Trump administration officials say the State Department will be giving the OK to the Keystone XL pipeline today. That would clear the way 
For the White House to grant a presidential permit to TransCanada to build the $8 billion pipeline, which crosses the U.S.-Canada border, the project is still being litigated, though, in several states and has been the subject of protests. But this is a story that mm-hmm. I thought of you as soon as I read it, which is part of the reason why I included it in the newscast. The All father right. of the German Wings co-pilot who crashed his plane into the side of the French Alps, killing everybody on board. We remember it well. We reported on it that morning. It yes, broke out did. of France and while we were on the air. Yes, it did. Yes, and we covered it for several days afterward, wondering, you know, because we'd heard the reports of the captain had gone to use the laboratory, came right. back, he had locked the door. The last cockpit audio is the captain screaming, let me in, what's wrong right. with you, suicidal co-pilot? Well, it turns out yeah. this man's father wants to exonerate his son, so he's going to be holding a news conference today. Today is the second anniversary of that disaster. Gunter Lubitz is suggesting that investigators fail to examine all possible angles to the crash that killed 150 people. Well, I can only imagine the agony of a dad, but oh, it's I... just hard to imagine that... Um, uh, that they don't have this one nailed down, it seemed pretty clear. I mean, it was backed up by audio. It was backed up by documents they had found in the co-pilot's yeah. apartment that had shown he was being treated for severe depression, was about to lose his job. So, um, As a dad, I, I can understand that I can it, it's too. impossible to accept that your own flesh and blood could do such a thing. Be interesting to see what he has to say. And, you know, so often I think in in cases of crime, we forget about that there's that other family that's just as shell-shocked as as the victim's family. Oh, yes. You know? Here in the Sunshine State, the Whiskey and Wheaties bill has been approved by the Florida Senate. Basically what the Whiskey and Wheaties bill does is it tears down that wall that separates the grocery store from the liquor store. And Representative Frank Artiles says that's going to put a lot of mom-and-pop shops out of business. If this bill becomes law, it will decimate the family-owned small businesses, and unfortunately, a lot of the Floridians will lose their jobs. Mom-and-pop stores cannot compete with the big-box retailer. Backers of the bill say the current law is 80 years old and is obsolete in an era when you can use a smartphone to have liquor delivered to your front door. Walmart uh, was one of the stores that was behind the push to get Mm -hmm. the Wheaties and and whiskey bill passed. Uh, However, Publix was one of the big uh, companies that was against it. But the mom-and-pop store angle is uh, is interesting. And and now that this is going to happen, it'll be very interesting to see whether or not uh, that grim forecast comes true across Florida. We'll have to watch for that. And finally, speaking of your smartphone, before you put it real close to your mouth or your face, just... News you can use. It has more germs than your toilet seat. Oh, come on. What? Um, Oh, don't even say it. Oh, wait. It gets better. It gets better. A microbiologist with the University of Arizona says cell phones carry 10 times more bacteria than most toilet seats because they never get cleaned. When was the last time you cleaned your smartphone? Yeah. Well, I don't have. I have a dumb phone. You know that. I got my little exactly, flip phone. Exactly. But still, there's. when was the last time you cleaned it? I don't want to talk to anybody when I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> but my wife, Linda's on it all the time. And frankly, I've never seen her clean the smartphone. Well, Dr. Charles Gerba says the same is true for TV remotes, which have even more germs because they get shared. Yes. According to USA Today, Gerba also found another breeding ground for bacteria is reusable shopping bags, of course, which are almost never cleaned. And for all those parents who wipe down the handles of the grocery store carts before yeah. putting their little kid in the front right. after just coming from the park, right. don't worry, Mom or Dad. Turns out Dr. Gerba also found that children's playground equipment is dirtier than both <laughs> porta-potties and shopping cart handles. 
Oh my! So at that point, just go ahead and let them lick the whole thing while they're while you're doing your grocery shopping. Wow! Get your whiskeys and your wheaties and your germs. I'm about to be hermetically sealed, you know, in a mayonnaise <laughs> jar for the rest of my life to avoid all of this. Now, a lot of shopping <laughs> grocery stores now they have like wipes at oh, the front of the store. Yeah, they do. Absolutely, you, you can wipe the the handles. Which, you know, is moot if you've just come from a playground and touched equipment that's dirtier than the handle and a porta potty. <laughs> it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. Oh, know? now that we're all paranoid and freaked out, are you, have you, do you have something else to do? Yeah, I do. <laughs> bubble Bud? That's what we're going to call you now, Bubble Bud. Bubble Bud? Bubble Bud, because you're going to live in a bubble. I think I'm going to be, be the Bubble Boy. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Bubble Boy. Like on Seinfeld, the Bubble Boy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> WFLA News Time, 709. Read about for the first time in three decades. We have new clouds. We have what? New clouds. New or no? New. Really? New clouds. Where do we read about this? The only place you need to go, 1025WFLA.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Great to have you with us on a Friday morning. Stay with us for a half an hour if you can. We're going to bring on Liberal Attorney John Morgan. Uh, because he is going to be my opponent on our blow and smoke debate down at the Corona Cigar Company in downtown Orlando uh, next um, Thursday night. Uh, that would be March 30th from 7 until 9, and you're going to want to be there. Uh, John Morgan's going to join us. Deb's going to be the moderator, and she'll be on for the segment, too. So in a half an hour, we're bringing John Morgan on to the left side of the 50,000-watt front porch to talk about blowing smoke. If you want tickets, go to 1025wfla.com. Coming up in a moment, the health care bill drama continues. And uh, where I think the Conservative Freedom Caucus has really missed the boat ahead. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Supposed to be a vote on this uh, Republican health care bill. It's been revised now. Sometime late this afternoon, the House Rules Committee was supposed to have convened at 7 o'clock this morning, debate, and uh, perhaps some preliminary voting to begin at about 9 o'clock. That is the latest that we know on this. Um, President Trump has said, listen, I'm done negotiating. If they don't pass this bill, it's going to be on the Republicans in Congress who have been around a long time longer than I've been around, and I'm going to move on to some other stuff like tax reform, infrastructure, etc. The big political hit will be taken by Republicans on this, not by President Trump, I predict. And conservative members and the Freedom Caucus, I have enormous respect for almost for everything they stand for. But it is now reported that one of the big sticking points is they demanded in negotiations with the president the repeal of two of the most universally popular aspects of this otherwise nightmarish law known as Obamacare. There is tremendous support in every poll across the country for two things in Obamacare, and polling indicated people do not want these things taken away. And that is that kids can stay on their parents' insurance until 26, and that insurance companies can't drop you for a pre-existing condition. The conservatives who are not on board with this health care bill are demanding a repeal of both those measures. Apparently, President Trump would not budge on that. I think this is absolutely insane. As much as I respect the conservatives and the conservative Freedom Caucus in particular here, okay, 
They, they, they stand for so many of the principles that we espouse here on the 50,000-watt front porch on Good Morning Orlando. This is nuts. That's not going to work with their home constituents. This is almost universally popular across the country. Do you agree with me that this is political suicide for the Freedom Caucus? To demand that these two things that are the only things people like about Obamacare be stripped out? What are they thinking of? That's crazy. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Do you want to see him go? That is political suicide, with all due respect to the conservatives blocking this bill. I, I got to tell you, though, when you look at the polling on this particular Republican plan, um, there's not a whole lot of support for it across the country. Uh, it may well be that uh, the best thing is what the president is saying. Hey, you know, this thing doesn't pass. I'm walking away from it. It's on you, Republicans. And then let's let Obamacare implode. And when Obamacare fully implodes, the Democrats will come over and say, you got to do something. Let's work together, and we'll get something done. 407-916-5400. How do you think it's going to play out today, and what do you want to have happen? And are you with me on my problem that I have with the conservative members demanding that the two, the only two popular aspects of Obamacare across party lines nationwide that they want removed? It's unacceptable, and it's political suicide. 407 916 5,400. Donald Trump says, I'm done negotiating. The president would not cave to the demands of the conservatives. The Freedom Caucus met with him at the White House, and they were demanding the repeal of the only universally popular aspects of Obamacare, the measures which allow kids to stay on their parents' insurance until 26, and uh, a ban on pre-existing conditions with insurance companies. Um, Now, that does add to the cost, of course. But they're very popular. People like those dimensions to Obamacare. I think this is crazy of the uh, Freedom Caucus to to dig in on this because I frankly don't think most of their constituents are going to support them. Yaffe? Um, yeah, I don't think the 26-year-old thing is a hill worth dying on, but I have to agree with them on the pre-existing condition thing because it's not insurance if you can just wait until you get sick and then buy insurance when you're sick. That causes so many problems in the market. Now, if I were them, I would come up with a compromise where people who are in between insurance um, and have pre-existing conditions would be able to buy it again, which some states already have that law. Yeah. So that way, if they like lose one insurance, they can get on another insurance. You know, But this whole idea that you can just wait until you're really sick and then buy insurance, that's not how insurance works. I can't, you know, I, I have to be with them on this. Let's go to Joe in New Smyrna Beach. Uh, welcome to the conversation and the debate over this whole situation with a health care bill. Good morning, Joe. But I agree with you totally. First of all, let me thank you for what you do to communicate with the we listeners about the times of what's going on in our daily lives. It's a real privilege, and I thank you for that. I appreciate um, that, that it works for you, and we're glad you're with us here on WFLA this morning, Joe. One of the observations I'd like to make is that there are two parties in Washington. We send them up there to do the, the people's business. And to have things happen like what we've allowed to have happen with the Democratic Party, where they just literally walk away from the table as though this doesn't involve them or their constituents, just galls me that I can that, that we, the population, allow them that luxury. My feeling is we have a two-party system. That's what we live with. 
and to have the to, to have the Democrats just literally walk away from the table for something that's important to everyone in this country and get away with it just blows me away. Thank you, Joe, very much. Uh, I'll tell you where the Democrats are coming from. This is strictly for spite. This is payback for no Republican support, no Republican votes for Obamacare seven years ago. That is what is going on here, as well as an absolute all-out commitment among the Democrats to destroy the Trump presidency. That's exactly what you're seeing at work here. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, we're very excited to welcome uh, Attorney John Morgan on here to talk about the big blow and smoke debate that uh, he and I will engage in and you will moderate. But before we get to that, let's get to the news of the day. And the big story is President Trump says he's done negotiating and it's time for the House to vote on the controversial Republican health care bill. A planned House vote on the measure was moved from last night to today. A number of conservatives and moderate Republicans and all Democrats oppose the measure, which aims to repeal and replace Obamacare. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Well, how's this for an incentive program? What's that? Ditch driving in Japan, and you could get a discount funeral. Yeah, this is interesting. The headline on that really got me thinking, what is this all about? Well, one Japanese town is offering its seniors discounted funerals if they give up driving. The hope is they would delay their own memorials. Hmm. The Ichinomiya Police Department is joining with a funeral home to offer 15% discounts on funeral services for older residents who agree to surrender their licenses. Wow. I wonder if that would work here. I think people would do that. Of course, I have no idea what age they're talking about. Is that a part of the story? Yeah, it is. According to information from the local government, drivers over 75 are blamed for 13% of the uh, fatal traffic crashes in 2016. New Japanese driving laws require drivers over 75 to submit to tests to determine whether they suffer from debilitating conditions. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the issue with that here is regularity of doing that. I'd like to see drivers over 75, say, you know, tested every year, you know, um, because things can change very yes, quickly, particularly at that age. And we hear, you know, you see the news stories a lot where yeah. someone mistakes the gas pedal for the brake. And, yeah, it's usually and, an older and driver. it's usually an older driver. There's a lot of very safe older drivers. Oh, but course. at some point, you know, and you may have no idea it's happening to you, there are changes that really... You know, for the safety of yourself and everybody else who's on the road, um, you need to be tested. A lot of family members deal with this, trying to take the keys away from an elderly relative who, you know. We're going through that right now, Deb. I totally understand where that, what, what that, is, that, that is all about. It's out of the way, Grandpa. Out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> turn off your turn signal. You were behind me in the car yesterday. Don't you talk to me, you young whippersnapper. You're all over the road. You're that yaffy guy from the radio. <laughs> so we'll have to see how, how successful it is. Yeah. You know, it, it might be something that, uh, you know, maybe officials here will start looking at. Yeah, very interesting <laughs> what they're doing in Japan. We'll have to see how it plays with them. Yeah. Deb, thank you so much. You're, You're getting welcome. excited. You're going to be the moderator of the Blow and Smoke debate between John Morgan, who joins us a moment here from now here on the 50,000-watt front porch, and your old buddy, the Budman, down at the Corona Cigar Company in downtown Orlando next Thursday night. I'm actually a little bit nervous. I've never moderated a debate before. This will be my very first time. Yeah, I've moderated a lot of debates, but I, I I can't recall ever actually debating anybody on the issues of the day. I know John Morgan. 
uh, and and he's well schooled and and and, oh, yeah. and and he is rock solid ideologically dug in as a very proud liberal. Okay, so and, he knows what he's talking about, and it should be very very interesting. But but he's he also can be a fun guy to be around, and we're going to keep it light and have a good time that night, even though we will be dealing with some of the most important issues. I will make and sure of it. Oh, I yeah. will make sure of it. You're going to crack the whip. You're not putting up with any nonsense from the Bud Man and John Morgan, are you? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> are you going to have one of those like buzzers? That they have in, like, the big debates. On, I on... asked for a writing crop, and they said, no, we were going to have to go with a buzzer or a card or You're something. You're going to have that's... a big gong and a giant yeah. hook. Gong. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Tell you what, um, we want you to be a part of blowing smoke. We've never done this before, and audience participation will be a big part of the evening. So if you want to get your tickets right now, which include a cigar, your own cutter, and a tumbler of whiskey with a portion of the proceeds benefiting the Second Harvest Food Bank of Central Florida, what do you do, Deb? You just go to the website. Exactly, and it's really easy to find, 1025WFLA.com. And like Bud said, you can get the information and your tickets there. This is a ticketed event. You can't just walk in off the street, and there is a limited capacity. Yep. So uh, definitely don't want to wait on the fence on this because you don't want to lose your chance to see what's sure to be a very interesting and very entertaining debate between Bud Hedinger and John Morgan. And we're welcoming John Morgan here in just a moment to the left side of the 50,000-watt front porch. we got a nice, big, comfortable chair for him over there. I've been fluffing the cushions all morning. <laughs> a blowing smoke. Connect to it on the website, 1025WFLA.com, and get your tickets. It's next Thursday night, March 30th, at the downtown Orlando Corona Cigar Company, corner of Orange and Pine, 7 to 9. John Morgan here on Good Morning Orlando in just a moment. We're going to talk about blowing smoke, maybe blow a little smoke along the way. <laughs> we'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Well, thank you for uh, joining us again on Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts. Right now, we have a very important guest, one half of our big event next uh, Thursday evening, and that is prominent Orlando attorney John Morgan. Good morning, John. How are you? Oh, I'm fat, sassy, and living the dream. How are you? Uh, same. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. <laughs> John, it's great to have you. I guess one thing we can agree on is go Gators, right? Go Gators, but also, yeah. but I hate to say it because I'm from Kentucky, but go Big Blue, too. I'm uh, sorry. Go Badgers. I'm from Wisconsin. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> John, I've got to tell you, we, we love the idea that you would come on board and accept the invitation to debate the issues of the day with me on blowing smoke here with some of the uh, proceeds from the tickets that folks can get on our website. We've been talking about going to the uh, benefit of the Second Harvest Food Bank of Central Florida. Uh, you're always there for great causes in Central Florida. And while you and I um, may not agree on anything politically. We've always gotten along very well personally, and it'll yeah. be a pleasure to have you with us here at the Corona Cigar Company in downtown Orlando next next um, Thursday, March 30th from 7 until 9 for Blowing Smoke. Thanks for doing this, John. And we appreciate the, the uh, second harvest. It's actually, we gave the lead gift down there. It's called the Morgan Morgan Hunger Relief Center, and it may be the single greatest charity with the most need going on right now in Central Florida. So thank you all for that as well, bud. Okay. Um, we're really looking forward to this. Let me ask you, John, do you train for something like this? I mean, I can picture you jogging down the left side of the road, of course. <laughs> with the Rocky music going? <laughs> you think uh, you're ready train, for this, uh, John? I train for this. When I go to the beach, I like to drink uh, iced tea, and I smoke my cigar in the sun, so I'll be... 
I'll be preparing over the weekend, bud, in Ponce Inlet, Florida. Wow. That sounds like some pretty tough uh, debate preparations. <laughs> I'm feeling really bad for you at the moment. Well, somebody's <laughs> got to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. And God bless you for taking one for the team. Bud, what are you doing for debate preparations? Um, I am... Um... I don't know. I mean, I think I do debate prep for three hours a morning here yeah, every single true. day. If I'm not up on the issues locally and nationally, from my perspective here, uh, I know that John Morgan is uh, is going to wipe the floor with me. Now, I'm not going <laughs> to let that happen, John. I hope you understand I'm bringing my A game, buddy. Well, you know, usually when we spoke, and I've had you hanging up going, you know, John, I agree with you on that. John, I agree with you on that. John, I agree with you on no, that. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. This is what we want to hear. Come what are, on. What are you smoking? Take the Well, well, I, well I, we know that. I will. Uh, so Bud, Bud, had, Bud really agrees with me more than he lets on, folks. I know. Those on so, the right usually do. They just well, never want to admit it. Don't you bill me as a closet lefty now. You give me a break here. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying into that, but I will tell you this. I did back your medical marijuana amendment that passed once you changed the verbiage on this and took care of a few issues that I had and a lot of other people you had. And I'm really did, glad thanks. this got done. I'm really glad this got done. And I salute you for putting your money where your mouth is and uh, and, and and driving this thing. That I do agree with you on. Well, thank you. Make sure you don't you bring your cigar and not your blunt to the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Darn it, John! That was my off. plan. <laughs> but I want to tell you though, if you really think about it, uh, about politics, if you look at the different presidents that we've had for a long, long time, Clinton and Bush and Obama and Trump. I think the advice of Harry Truman rings truer and truer every single day. What would that be? Which, which was, vote for a Democrat and live like a Republican. Peace and prosperity. <laughs> well, I have a question. Speaking of politics, John. Yes. I wouldn't be doing my due diligence as a news person if I didn't ask if uh, you can give us any kind of exclusive hints about whether or not we're going to be seeing your name added to the uh, list of candidates potentially to be the next governor of the state of Florida. You know, when I ran that medical marijuana campaign, I got a lot of followers and a lot of supporters, almost like being on the ballot yourself. I mean, Seriously, you, you, you had you your website. Attacked. You know, you were attacked. You had nasty things written. It was kind of uh, jarring, to tell you the truth. But uh, they, the polls have been kind of nice for me uh, and good for me and all, and, and on both sides. And so I'm thinking about it. I was in Jackson, Mississippi yesterday. I was... I went to the governor's office, and I went to see my friend, the attorney general, and even in Mississippi, they were asking me about it. So, you know, the good thing that I have that other people don't, they got to go out. Most of these guys and gals who run for office have been thinking about it since they were treasurer at Key Club, and they have to go out, raise a lot of money, get a lot of name ID, and for better or for worse, I have, you know, probably $100 million worth of name ID. And so I had the luxury of sitting back and thinking about it. And maybe when we talk next week, Bud, I'll tell you some of the things that I'm thinking about and see if you agree or disagree. Well, that'll be good. But then again, Deborah Roberts is the moderator. She'll be popping the questions, and she's not going to let me see anything. 
I mean, she's just sealed up as tight as she can be on this. I think she's going to be like uh, the daughter of Brazil and slip you the questions before we get down hey, there. Hey, to hey, the hey, hey, you got a hundred million dollar a name ID? Okay. Start lining the palm. Maybe you'll see the questions first. Whoa. Make it rain. Why don't you come over to the beach tomorrow, Donna, and we'll uh, smoke some cigars together. I'll get you a tipperillo. <laughs> You're painting a word picture I can barely cope with here. John, we're out of time. We thank you for coming on this morning, and we thank you for for doing this, a blowing smoke uh, for charity, a portion of the proceeds benefiting the Second Harvest Food Bank of Central Florida. If you can get all of your liberal friends down there, we can get all of our conservative <laughs> listeners. We will pack the Corona Cigar Company in downtown Orlando for blowing smoke next Thursday night from I'm, 7 I may even nine. bring Molly and Emma, but I'll, I want oh. you to bring your A-game, bud, because I am going to be ready to take you apart in front of all of your fawning fans you are throwing spitballs at a battleship baby i barely know you're there but right. don't worry gentlemen don't, simmer down one last, one last word <laughs> What's bud that? don't bring a knife to a gunfight <laughs> oh, this yeah. is gonna be great yeah and don't sick that dog on me all right <laughs> all right love you guys thank you, you too, very John. much John. thank you so much thank right. you looking forward to seeing him next thursday that's there awesome there he goes striding resolutely <laughs> off the left end of the fifty thousand watt front Whew, porch john little... morgan we all right yeah yeah exactly a little bright in the face there i think you were going to crawl through the phone at a couple of points there yeah just about just about ready to grab his throat no 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 no. it's going to be great join the debate get your tickets right now 1025 wfla.com for blowing smoke deb meister's hustling into the newsroom to get the eight o'clock update ready the rush morning update is coming right up and we'll have an update on orlando's news weather and traffic here in just two minutes on news radio 1025 wfla Good morning, Orlando. It's Friday morning at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. Don't you love that word? Friday. Oh, yeah, it's a good word. There you go, Deb. We're ready to go with Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning a House vote on the health care bill is expected today, and Florida's Black Caucus is standing behind Aramis Ayala. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And my take and yours on how things ought to go today without health care bill, 407-916-5400 if you want to talk and if you want to text, 23680. You're next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Friday morning. It's 8.03 on News Radio 1025. House Republicans could be rolling the dice today with a scheduled vote on their health care overhaul. The high-stakes gamble comes as President Trump says he's finished negotiating with GOP holdouts and determined to pursue the rest of his agenda, win or lose. Leaders abruptly postponed a vote yesterday because a rebellion by conservatives and moderates would have doomed the measure. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Back in the Sunshine State, members of the Black Caucus and the state legislature want the governor to butt out of an Orlando murder case. Senator Perry Thurston says Rick Scott's appointment of an outside prosecutor for Mark Keith Lloyd is a glaring overreach of executive authority. Governor Scott's hasty response to State Attorney Ayala's announcement set a dangerous precedent. An unfettered and uninformed power grab by the governor's office over a difference of opinion. The governor appointed an outside prosecutor, Brad King, last week after state attorney Aramis Ayala said she would not pursue the death penalty. She's challenging that order in court. An Orlando restaurant worker has been fired for a racist receipt. The Wendy's restaurant on Rouse Road and University Boulevard fired a worker over an incident at the restaurant Tuesday. A worker allegedly put a customer's name in their order as the N-word. 
That customer, however, happened to be a Florida Highway Patrol trooper who then promptly complained to local television station WKMG. The franchise owner of the restaurant said that worker was immediately let go and that their actions do not reflect on the location. Contending there's been a chilling effect on religion, the Florida Senate passed a bill that says school districts may not discriminate against any student, parent, or school employee simply because they shared their religious viewpoint. A similar bill is moving in the House. Backers of the legislation contend it would send a message to school districts that have gone too far in restricting free speech. The measure would allow students to display jewelry like a cross or wear clothing that conveys a religious viewpoint. Senate President Joe Negron has agreed the bill would allow followers of Islam to wear hijabs in schools. Speaking of schools, Orange County is adding more than a dozen public schools next year. Thirteen schools, in fact, will open in the fall for Orlando-area students. The growth in construction is due to the region's rapidly growing student population, which Orange County Public School figures show growing at an annual clip of about 5,000 students in recent years. The district plans to add another two dozen schools by the end of the decade. And finally, if you haven't heard yet, the Rock community is mourning yet another loss. John Sib Hashian, former drummer for Boston, passed away on the Legends of Rock cruise Wednesday. He was only 67. A cause of death hasn't yet been released, but his son says he collapsed on stage. Hashian played on Boston's first two albums. It is a terrible loss. It is. And at 67, I don't think anybody had any indication he was having any trouble, and he's one heck of a legendary drummer. He's almost in Yaffe's league when it comes to drumming. And almost. Yeah. Almost. Yep. Yaffe, yeah. you may have to fill the void. You may have to fill yeah, the void. I'll oh. have to step up. Bud, what are you doing to yourself? What do you mean? You really would be willing to see Mike Yaffe go play drums for Boston? What would that leave you here with? No, no. He used to be here every morning, 6 to 9. I don't care. No. You know, oh, you know, I, you know, oh, I have to do both Oh, now. sorry. I, you no, can fly around. Come no on. tour for you. No, no. <laughs> I, I never said anything about him leaving. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what he does in his private time is fine. If he wants to go play drums with Boston, fine. He's got to be here in the morning. You can't do this show without okay. him. Okay. We'll see what they offer me, and then I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. okay, oh. Hey, listen. We got a caller on the line right now. We, we were talking about the blow and smoke debate with John Morgan and the, and the Bud Man here, and, um, and you'll be moderating. And it's interesting, uh, Aaron. You were listening to our conversation, and uh, we're less than a week out from blowing smoke. Good morning from Polk County. Hey, bud, how you doing, man? I'm doing fine. You think I'm going to be able to handle it or not? Well, this is the thing, dude. I mean, old, old John Morgan. You know, he's for the people. He's his shop cookie now. <laughs> I mean, hey, so is the Bud Man. I know. I know. Got a lot of faith in you, bud. But you should never argue with a lawyer. I'm about yeah, to. For two solid hours, and I'm ready. <laughs> Did you see the Frazier episode where Martin tells Frazier not to go apologize to that liar, and he does it anyway, and that liar sues him in three different directions at once? No, but I think we're probably going to Google it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it. I on, think you're going to be able to handle your own bud, man. On a text line, somebody thinks this is going to be a big deal, right? Yeah. Well, he wanted to know if it's going to be on pay-per-view. <laughs> no, it's, it's, well, the next one may be, but the first one, no, you've got to be there in person if you want to see the fireworks. you got to pay for your ticket, and you get a lot, too. A lot of the proceeds go to um, uh, Second Harvest Food Bank, and uh, and also you get a cigar, you get a cutter, and you get a tumbler of whiskey, and you can just kick back at the beautiful um, Corona Cigar Company store um, uh, and, 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 
it, it's just a store. It's not exactly a store, but it's just it's a. It mount. looks like it though. It looks like a little kind of like a little hacienda on the yeah. inside. It looks like a. Almost like they've taken an outside market and put it on the inside. It is an absolutely beautiful restaurant, bar. If you haven't been there, well, listen, those of, those of you who think the Bud Man may be overmatched here, I need your support. So come on down. Go get your tickets at 1025WFLA.com. Blow and smoke next Thursday night, March 30th from 7 until 9. And meet the Deb Meister. You think she sounds good? Wait till you see how good she looks and how smart she is. Moderating our debate. We're going for anyway. Yeah, right. Meet her. Oh yeah, that'll be. You're actually probably the biggest attraction. All right, coming up. Oh, I better get some hair dye at Publix today. Thanks, (laughs) bud. (laughs) Better living through chemistry. That's my motto. (laughs) Okay, into the healthcare bill in a moment. Now you tell me, do you want it passed? Do you want it defeated? Do you want them to pull the bill and walk away from Obamacare, which is exactly what? Trump says if this thing doesn't pass today, he's going on to other things and laying it all in the Republicans' lap. 407-916-5400. I haven't given you enough time as we've talked about this in the 6 and 7 o'clock hour, but I'm going to give you priority on the phones and the text line right now to weigh in on this absolutely critically important day. The health care bill. Where is this going? How do you want it to play out? What are you thinking this morning? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. We'll dive in on that here in just a moment. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, of course, updated in just 10 minutes. So stick around here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I don't know whether that's, you know, the president is the master negotiator trying to just tighten the screws down on the Republicans and get them in line. Uh, But I wouldn't surprise me if this thing, for whatever reason, is not voted on, they pull the bill, or it's voted on and it is defeated today, that President Obama says, that's it, Republicans, you own it. I'm the new kid on the block. I said I'd I'd repeal and replace Obamacare, but I can't do it without Congress. You guys have been around for years, most of you, and you haven't been able to get your act together and come up with a unified front to support a bill that will, in fact, replace and repeal and replace Obamacare. One thing that's interesting and concerning to me is the conservative block that is opposed to this bill, Freedom Caucus and some others, have demanded, and apparently the president said, no, I can't go there, and demanded a repeal of the two most popular uh, aspects of Obamacare and about the only thing that people just seem to universally like and want to keep. Uh, They want it repealed that you can allow your kids to stay on their parents' insurance in 26. They want it repealed. the ban on insurance companies refusing to support you or insure you if you have a pre-existing condition. I think that's political suicide by the conservatives. At any rate, um, there we are. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories all morning here in Good Morning Orlando. And now we go right to the telephones and we get your take on how you want this to play out. I, um, I frankly think this bill is unpopular. I think that the polling is not good. The CBO score and the changes makes it even look worse. Uh, I think maybe what needs to happen here is exactly what the president talked about in the campaign trail. You know what? Maybe the best thing is to uh, let Obamacare fully implode and everybody will come screaming, Democrats included, to say, we got to fix this and get something done. Maybe it's time for him to move on to tax reform and infrastructure. And line one, we find... From Claremont, Matt, joining us here in Good Morning Orlando. What about it with the health care bill? What do you want to see happen today? Well, but uh, I'd like to see it pass, but 
the you know these so-called conservatives they say that you're going to reduce cost by eliminating coverage you know most of the cost is end of life care it isn't uh young people making claims they need their bill covered though they don't need to eliminate coverage that if they do what they're going to do and try to block this bill what i think will happen is trump will have to go to the democrats just like bush did you know to get things done and this is going to make the republicans look weak I don't okay. think he's going to go to the, the Democrats, the, and I think the Democrats are never going to help Donald Trump. They hate him. The Ted Cruz and the rest of them, they're going to hold up the bill. That's wrong. Well, I don't think, I don't think that Trump's ever going to the Democrats. They loathed him. Well, they I mean, you'd be him. surprised what, what Trump will do. When he, if he wants, he'll get what he, what he thinks is right. Well, we'll see. I just don't see the Democrats ever playing ball with Donald Trump. Do you, Yaffe? I don't know if we only really? if the Democrats if the Democrats started to control the House and the Senate, you know, if something doesn't get done and they control the House and they can get Trump to pass, you know, more Democrat socialist like stuff, they might be willing to do it. But I mean, they wouldn't do it now. No Man, way. The Republic would come apart at the seams. Edward, you're in Orlando on the health care bill. Good morning, Edward. Hey, good morning. I agree with what you said about Mr. Trump. I agree with what you said about the conservatives. They don't. They shouldn't get rid of those two items, and then everything would pass. I think the conservatives should go sit with the Democrats, and I think Lindsey Graham and John McCain should also join those conservatives and sit with the Democrats. Wow. Now, that's my kind of caller. Quick, succinct, focused, knows exactly what he wants to say and made some great points. Do you want the bill passed? Do you want it pulled? Do you want it defeated? Do you want the president to make good on his vow that if this bill is not passed today— He's had it, and Obamacare stays. Let it implode. Let it do what it will. He's moving on to other issues, infrastructure, tax reform, etc. Let's weigh in on this. Everybody has got to have a strong opinion on this, and I haven't given you enough time to express yours. I'm going to correct that problem as we continue, but I need you to join us at 407-916-5400 or get on that text line and sound off at 23680. The Republicans don't get together and pass this so much for the promise they almost all made to their constituents that re-elect me or elect me and we will we will repeal and replace Obamacare. That's going to really hurt them next time around. They're going to own this thing. They're the ones who've been around during Obamacare. Trump is the newcomer to this thing. And if they do pass it, wow. The latest Quinnipiac polling, and they're pretty reliable, American voters disapprove of the Republican health care plan, 56 to 17, Yaffe. What a quandary, the rock in the hard place politically. Yes, it really is, and this shows how difficult it is to get rid of an entitlement. But I'm going to play Speaker Yaffe, Speaker of the House. We're going to pretend I'm Speaker of the House right now. Speaker Yaffe. Gavel this rowdy group to order. (laughs) I think that what they should do instead, because this obviously isn't working. You know, ideally, I'd want them to pass Rand Rand Paul's bill. That's not going to happen. So what they need to do is they need to take apart Obamacare bit by bit and pass other bills bit by bit. Because there's some things that everyone agrees on. So pass a bill immediately that gets rid of the individual and employer mandates. Pass that immediately by itself alone and then work on some of the other stuff. Everyone agrees. Um, Compete across state lines. Pass that immediately, its own bill. So if you can get these little things done that maybe we all agree on instead of this giant bill that we can't get all, we all can't agree on, maybe we can start actually having real reform. But they, what they want is they wanted this to be over with. 
Yeah, and uh, the president says this is it. Obamacare stays. It implodes. It does what it does if we don't pass that bill today. And maybe ultimately that's what needs to happen. I don't know, Yaffa. Your points are well taken here. But if the whole thing does implode, you might get bipartisan support because the Democrats will be screaming because their constituents will be screaming at them. You know? Yeah, I don't know, but they would probably just love to blame it on Trump and use it in the 2020 election. We are going him. We're going to extend our calls um, that we're taking on this into the next half hour on the show. So be patient. Don't hang up on me if I can't get to you before the news update. To Mount Dora we go on the health care bill. And, Bob, good morning to you. Good morning, Bob. Bud. Uh, look, I want to say that this is really uh, – we cannot afford to take on pre-existing conditions – And I think those uh, Republicans are right to stick to their ground. Also, ensuring 26-year-olds, we can't afford to do that. They can go up to maybe 22. But let me tell you about— Now, let me me, me tell you something. That's what the Freedom Caucus hit President Trump with, and it is reported the president said, I can't go there with you. I I, I can't go there with you. And he was the one who said during the campaign, these things do cost more, but these are things people want and we should keep. Those are very, very popular anytime you do a poll on them, you know, and it's the entitlement aspect of this that makes it so hard to undo. But go ahead, Bob. I understand that politically this is very unpopular. People have an entitlement. They want to keep that. The pre-existing clause would have to be defined. If you are a victim of trauma, like you're run over by an auto car and a truck, fine. You have a disability. You need care. But a lot of 85 cents of every dollar we spend for health care in this country is inflicted by lifestyle choices, how you eat, your exercise, smoking, drinking, drug abuse, and that sort. You can't afford to take those on in the private sector. Now, if the government wants to assume that, that risk pool, they can do it. But you can't expect a private insurance company to take on a diabetic who's out of control, hypertensive, or somebody who has an autoimmune disease. They're going to come to that insurance company with a $400,000 lifetime bill. You just can't put them into that private insurer. You're going to bust them. How do you want this to play out today in Washington? I want them to defeat it, knock it out, start with a clean slate, and let let Obamacare implode on its own. It has to be rewritten from the start. Got it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Sandra, stay with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. I want you to be next with your personal story about failing Obamacare. Thanks for a great call there. Deb, I know you had the very latest on um, the drama surrounding the GOP health care bill. It's supposed to be a vote later on today. I can tell you this, the incoming on the phones and the text line is heavy this morning on that topic. Yes, it is, including Sandra, who is calling with a personal story. Good morning, Sandra. Hi. Hi. So what is your story about Obamacare? Well, uh, I have a 44-year-old son who's had two heart attacks. He was supposed to go in yesterday to have another stent put in, and the hospital called him. They wanted $2,400 before they'd let him in, and this is with the new Obamacare. It was part of his deductible. He had to cancel the procedure. He can't have it done. He says, I don't have that kind of money. And uh, when he had his first stent put in, it was before Obamacare, uh, he didn't have to pay anything with the insurance he had through work. This one's through work. He pays a hundred dollars a week, and he has a five hundred. Well, he has a five thousand uh, dollar deductible to meet. It's uh, yes, something's got to be done, and I think pre-existing conditions should be in the plan. 
Yeah, and, and, and Deb, what, what the news this morning was that uh, the most popular aspects of Obamacare, and Sandra, thank you very yeah. much for joining us here. We do appreciate yeah, thank your you, story. thank you, Sandra, and God bless and good luck to you yeah. and your son. Sorry about that situation, for sure. Um, I can't is, believe is it, some the, of the things they the, want to cut. The, the, the conservative uh, Freedom Caucus, and, and President Trump says, I can't go there with you, you know, wants to get rid of the pre-existing condition thing and the on your um, parents' well insurance till 26. Yeah, well check. They want to get rid of well yes. check appointments, which is how a lot of yeah. businesses get their employees to go and, and take good care of their health care and yeah. stay on top of their health care because you get those those benefits of getting a physical done every year and, and you don't pay an arm and a leg. Maternity care? Yeah. How, how can you strike maternity care? Well, you know, I mean, uh, again, they're trying to bend down the curve of uh, of premiums here that everyone is screaming about under Obamacare. It's a real mess. Uh, I know the House Rules Committee uh, has been meeting since 7 o'clock this morning. They're going to have some debate, and they expect somehow to get a vote in today, although I'm not necessarily sure I would bank on that. What is the latest you have, Deb? Well, the latest I have, Bud, is that today is the day for the GOP health care bill vote. Republican leaders postponed yesterday's planned vote because of concern it didn't have enough support. But President Trump has told them that if the vote doesn't occur today, he's simply moving on. To other issues yeah. like uh, tax, tax uh, reform, yep. tax cuts, infrastructure, etc. And um, he had said during the campaign, you know what, um, maybe the best thing politically is to let Obamacare implode. It may actually be where we are come tonight. We'll, well see. Yeah, because like you said, the House Rules Committee is meeting this morning to consider more amendments to the legislation, including one that was filed by House Speaker Paul Ryan, one of the architects. Mm-hmm. Yep. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The intent was right, but the message is a little questionable. Kind of an oops moment. What was that? Former Olympic figure skater Christy Yamaguchi no doubt meant well when she sent well wishes to former skater Nancy Kerrigan by telling her to break a leg uh, <laughs> during her performance on Dancing with the Stars. Of course, that means you're wishing somebody well. It's yes. an old theater expression. You because know. it's bad luck in theater to wish someone good luck before they go out on stage. Right. So instead, you, you say break a leg. Right. So for those who didn't know why you say break a leg, but you don't say break a leg to someone who back in January 1994, if you remember, Kerrigan was clubbed in the leg following a practice session in Detroit. The attack was yeah. planned by the husband of Kerrigan rival, Tanya Harding. We remember it well. I, I think she knew. When I she think she said did it. too. I think she knew exactly what she was saying. <laughs> little tongue in cheek, a little, you know. A you know what I mean? Wow. That maybe. That's, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it great having. Um, Liberal attorney John Morgan on with us in our 7 o'clock hour to talk about the blow and smoke debate with the Bud Man that you'll be moderating next Thursday night, the 30th of March, at the Corona Cigar Company in downtown Orlando from 7 to 9 p.m. It was great. He says he's going to take me apart. I, I, I think if I was excited about the debate before we had the interview with John Morgan this morning, but after hearing the two of you with just a, the preliminary back and forth you had going on, <laughs> I can't imagine what two hours. Um, you know, and this is this is going to be, of course, a serious debate, but it's also going to be an entertaining debate. We're going to keep it light. We're not going to get, oh, yeah. you know, contentious. Uh, maybe if we do, you know, I will have that wireless microphone. Well, limited seating and your ticket includes a cigar, your own cutter and a tumbler of whiskey. A portion of the proceeds go to benefit the Second Harvest Food Bank. So there's a, a charitable aspect of all of this. It's our first ever and hopefully the first of many blow and smoke debates. 
John Morgan from the left, the Bud Man from the right, and the Deb Meister moderating right in the middle. Get yeah. all the info and your tickets on the website at 1025wfla.com. It's going to be a wild scene. It really it really is. And I think you're going to be able to more than hold your own, Bud Man. Well, we're going to find out. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And, John, thanks for being a good sport and coming on here and talking it up here with us this morning. I hope you'll all join us for this blowing smoke event at the Corona Cigar Company downtown Orlando next Thursday night, March 30th. Get all the information and get your tickets right now before they sell out. 1025WFLA.com. Deb, thank you so much. You're welcome, bud, man. Thank you. Yeah, coming up here in a moment, more of your take on the health care bill. As Deb says, they're still planning a vote late this afternoon. Do you want this to pass? Do you want it to be pulled? Do you want it to be defeated? Um, And where do we go from here? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. It's Good Morning Orlando, the Friday edition from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. To the phones and the text line after a quick update from Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. All right, so it's the big day for the GOP health care bill, and a vote is expected late this afternoon. Here was Speaker Ryan late last night. For seven and a half years, we have been promising the American people that we will repeal and replace this broken law because it's collapsing and it's failing families. And tomorrow we're proceeding. Said we're proceeding, but he didn't promise there would be a vote today. The latest um, indicator is they're going to try to get a vote uh, late this afternoon. Looks like they're still short on votes. We'll see what happens. You remember repeatedly on the campaign trail when the president said this. And I tell Tom Price and I tell Paul Ryan, I tell every one of them, I say the best thing you can do politically is wait a year because it's going to blow itself off the map. But that's the wrong thing to do for the country. It's the wrong thing to do for our citizens. Blowing off the maps, referring to the implosion of Obamacare. But now the president is saying, you pass this bill today or that's it. I'm done negotiating. I'm walking away from Obamacare. Let it implode. Maybe we'll come back to it. I'm getting on to other issues like tax reform, tax cuts, infrastructure, etc. Yaffe, the text line at 23680. We invite input from the smartest audience in talk radio. What's coming in this morning? Uh, Yes, bud. And today it's kind of split on what's going on. Some people do not like what the Freedom Caucus is doing. They think um, they should pass this bill. But I'm getting a bunch of people as well, like one person who says full repeal, no replacement. Another person says don't blame the Republicans who are pushing for actual repeal. And getting a bunch of people saying, uh, blaming Paul Ryan for this mess. Yeah, well, there's a lot of blame to go around for sure. But um, it may be that ultimately what happens is we don't get this resolved here today. The bull get, bill gets pulled, defeated, or whatever. And um, and ultimately, that what the president said is, you know, we ought to wait, you know, a year. It's not the thing that's best for the, the, the right thing to do for the people. I'll let it all implode. And maybe then... You know, you'll get people across party lines storming the halls of Congress and demanding that they get together and get something done that works. I'm just, I don't know. I'm we'll just see. worried what they, you know, will want to get done even then. So am I. Probably I, be more single, like single payer. Yeah, well, that's where they want to go, the Democrats, yeah. no question. I think that was always the end game with Obamacare, was a I giant so, stepping too. stone in that direction. Here is Linda in Orlando. Good morning, Linda, and thanks for waiting. Hi, Bud. Thank you so much for taking my call. You bet. I really love your show. Thank um, you. I just have one question. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I watch Fox, I see the person in charge or 
who's leading this Freedom Caucus from Ohio. Yeah, it's and Mark I, Meadows. He's yeah. No, well, I don't think it's Mark Meadows. I think it's no. Meadows other. is not from there. No, the one I see, the Carolina guy, the Freedom Caucus, um, is from uh, Jim uh, Jim Jordan. Yes, that's him. Yep. And I was just wondering if you think he might be collaborating with the governor there, Kasich, and trying to make Trump look bad. I don't know. I I, I don't think so. I I, I think uh, Jordan is much more conservative than Kasich, and uh, and and I think he is a man of principle, and I think he's standing on those principles today. I really do. I really like Jim Jordan, but I think this is nuts if the um, Freedom Caucus is refusing to come on board because they want repeal of the only two popular things about Obamacare, allowing your kids to stay on your parents' insurance till 26, and the and the pre-existing condition issue here. I mean, that is, to me, political suicide, but um, that, that that's that's apparently... What they demanded, and President Trump said, that's a bridge too far. I can't go there with you. Um, All right, listen, there's a whole lot more going on here um, that we will definitely monitor. It's going to be a very, very big day, okay? And and we will follow it very, very closely, and I'm sure we'll be talking about all of this again on Monday. Uh, Get ready now, though, to go out with fun and games with a Bud Man and company here on this edition of Good Morning Orlando because we're playing the Daily Sound Judgment game And if you can identify a piece of sound I'm about to play for you, you can win a great prize. But only if you're on the 50,000-watt front porch. The only way to get there to play Sound Judgment is to call me right now at 407-916-5400. Sound Judgment contestants, line it up on the 50,000-watt front porch. We'll play the game. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic coming right up here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Sound judgment contestants are ready to play the game. And Bryce, what are we playing for today? Playing for a pair of tickets to Best Fest, a taste of West Orange. March 30th on the beautiful shores of Stark Lake in Ocoee. This street party style event features unlimited food and beverage samples from many of the most popular restaurants, bars, hangouts in West Orange County. If you weren't a winner today, pick up your tickets at WOChamber.com. Best Fest tickets. Oh, that's a good time. Are you ready? For today's sound judgment game, we're going to play a short sound clip from the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom talking about the suspect in this week's London terrorist attack. I want you to listen, then use your sound judgment to give me the first and last name of the British Prime Minister. What I can confirm is that the man was British-born and that some years ago he was once investigated by MI5 in relation to concerns about violent extremism. That's the Prime Minister of Great Britain. Line three, give me her first and last name. Line three, thinking it over. She who hesitates is lost when it comes to sound judgment. Sorry, there's an open line, 407-916-5400. I've mentioned the name on the show this morning. She's been in the news uh, all over the place the last couple of days in the wake of the terrorist attack. The first and last name of the British Prime Minister, Line 2, is what? Line 2. Man, they're bailing out. So much for the smartest audience in talk radio. All the smart ones left for the weekend. Let's go to Line 1, the first and last name of the British Prime Minister. only thing I could think of is Margaret Thatcher. Oh, no, uh, Maggie's gone. She was British Prime Minister, but she's not any longer. 407-916-5400. Back to line two. First and last name of the British Prime Minister. 
Go ahead. You got to turn down the radio, listen on the phone. That's the way we play the game. Line three, take a shot at it. Teresa May. Yes. Yes, absolutely right. Finally, we got a winner. Congratulations to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're going to that great Best Fest out in West Orange County. Great eating, great times for the whole family. Please give me your first name, and along with those tickets, I'll send you a note of congratulations. Oh, that sounds great, bud. My name is Carrie. How do I spell it? How do I spell it? Oh, C-A-R-E-Y. From Claremont? Claremont. Fantastic. Beautiful spot. Don't go away. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm almost out of time here, Carrie. Congratulations. Bryce will make the arrangements all fair, okay? Okay, great. Thank you. Bingo. We've got a winner. It was just a bit of a struggle, but worth it. And if you want to find out what went on all three hours here this morning, we got the podcast posted for you on the website, and we got all kinds of highlights of the show that Yaffe does a magnificent job of putting together. Go check it out at 1025wfla.com. Click on the Good Morning Orlando tab at the top of the page. That'll do it. From the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. For Deb, Yaffe, Bryce, and the whole team, the Budman here, Thanks for a great three hours. Thanks to John Morgan for coming on to talk about the big blowing smoke debate we're going to have next week. Have a great weekend. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.